With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Catfish Online. This is your host, Chad Benton, with Rich Howe tonight on another uh, non-game night for the Preds. Unfortunately, the game got postponed. They're supposed to play the Ottawa Senators tonight, but it's okay because guess what? I think they probably could use some of the extra rest. What do you think, Rich? That in the practice. <laughs> yes, they got an extra practice. Actually, you know what? That's probably bigger than the rest, honestly. Is they're getting some extra practice after coming out of that Maple Leafs game where they could not get anything going. So, this is what we've got in store for you tonight. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 81, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe. We appreciate everyone joining us on our YouTube channel as we're streaming live right now. And let's get into it. Let's let you know what we got going in Going in store for you tonight. A lot of fun topics to get Lots into. We have to first talk about the Maple Leafs loss. We can't overlook it. We can't gloss over it. It was a very frustrating loss. Uh, once again, the Preds, it gave me kind of reminiscent of the Oilers loss in a way. Uh, the Preds just ran up against a team that's very elite and very strong with their roster, and they just could not figure anything out. So we're going to dissect that game. We're going to talk about the impact they have on getting this little extra break with the postponement as they get ready to play the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. We're going to list some MVPs. We're getting closer to the quarter mark of the season. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. And we want to list off some early season MVPs for the Predators. Some players that have been very, very critical to where they're at right now. At 9-6-1 on the season, they are in third place in the division right now at this early Only juncture. Two points out of first. Even this early, that is still a very big deal. I don't think anyone expected that. So, we are going to list some players who are obvious MVPs. It, we, we got five. I got five players I got that I put on this list. And let me tell you, precursor. I had a hard time picking that fifth player. The top four were pretty easy. They were pretty straightforward. That fifth player, I'll see what Rich thinks, but it was really hard to pick that fifth player. And then, you know what? Going back to that Maple Leafs game, I could not get over how annoying their goal song was. (laughs) And uh, it gave me a very very good idea for a segment that we're going to do tonight, and that is the best and the worst – NHL goal songs, and it is very prominent in hockey that you know what that goal song is. If you oh, go yeah. to a lot, if you go to a lot of home games for your home team, you know that goal song. You can't help but get that euphoria when you hear your team score that goal, and you hear that song. It instantly gives you that great joyous feeling. But there are some really bad goal songs There's some out there. questionable choices that's for sure 
And and uh, Rich Rich is the musician of the podcast. He knows all about music way more mm-hmm. than I do. I don't have a musical talent in my body, but it's okay because Rich is going to carry us through that segment. We're going to list off the good ones. We're going to list off the ones that we think are just horrible and annoying. Can't wait to do that. And then finally, it's Thursday, so we're going to do our battle for the Central Power Rankings. Let's see where me and Rich had the Central Division ranked after another week's worth of games. That is always interesting to see where we put the teams. Usually, lately, me and Rich have been disagreeing. We have not been on the same page with our rankings. But that's that's what makes it fun, though. That's what makes it fun, though, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't have to agree. Yeah. How's your week going so far, Rich? It's going pretty good. Um, It got really cold up here all of a sudden. So, like, winter, I think, is upon us now. So, yeah. But other than that, That's yeah, it. going good. Same way, same way down here. It's cold and wet. Cold is yeah. the worst combination. You never yeah. when it's one thing if it's a dry cold and it's like okay, I'll bundle up, I'll wear an extra yeah. layer. It's like a wet cold down here. It's like it's just not fun at all. And then yeah. also, uh, I have a lot of trees surrounding my property, oh. and oh yeah. So let's, let's just talk first. about this. Let's just talk about this for a second. So. It's been unseasonably warm down here for a big part of November, so none of the leaves decided to fall. Well, we had a pretty windy couple of days. I think a little bit of a mini storm came through, and guess what happened? All of the oh, leaves on happened. all of my trees came down all at once. I'm talking like I've never seen so many leaves in my life, and it got to the point where it's like it took me like half a day to get all these leaves mowed up and, and put back out into the soil to help the grass grow better next year. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker. That. I'm a sucker for making sure my yard looks good. Like that's one oh, of my yeah. weird things I love. Like I love a good front yard, but these leaves and then it rained. So the leaves were all wet. So yes. I couldn't do, any, do anything about it right away. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, it drove me crazy. That is one of the worst jobs in my opinion because you rake up you rake them all up and you you can only pick up so much and like it's it's a big massive pile i I hate it i I used to hate doing i don't have any trees in my yard thank goodness but um yeah doing it as a kid and helping my dad do do their leaves yeah it was horrible i have two big ones in my i have two big ones in my front yard i love the trees they give you natural privacy from the street but they are the worst when it comes to bad storms and big, big limbs coming down. And then also this instance right here with these leaves all falling, falling at once. But I do love yard work. I'm a sucker for yard work. But that was not fun. I did not enjoy that at all. But I got that figured out. All the leaves are down. And like you said, winter is, is definitely upon us. It feels yep. like winter anyway. And so, yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, that yep. my week's been going good as well. I do wish we were talking about a Preds game tonight uh but it's gonna be okay because i think they're gonna make the most of it because let's go ahead and start off the opening face off right now of episode 81 of catfish on ice and that is let's talk a little bit about the maple leafs game i didn't feel good about it going into it honestly i mean the maple leafs we make fun of them all the time because they can't win in the playoffs and i and and one of the reasons they made fun of about their playoff woes is they have no excuse for not being able to win in the playoffs when you look at their roster. And and you can you can take Austin Matthews out of the equation and they are still a loaded stacked roster. They are very impressive. 
And when you compare the Maple Leafs roster to the Predators roster, come on now. Do the Predators really have any business beating the Maple Leafs, especially on the road? Probably not. And they still had a chance to win that game till the very end, despite having very few scoring chances, despite UC Soros having to once again stand on his head and it just got away from them there at the end, and they just could not – they couldn't figure out a way to score a goal. They got – they get shut out three to nothing to the Maple Leafs. What were your biggest takeaways from the game, Rich? Yeah, so I looked into it a little bit. Um, Toronto was on like a three-game winning streak, just like the Predators were. Um, they actually, you know, were, were playing really well. Um, but the big factor in the whole thing is their goaltending. Um, Jack Campbell yeah. right now – Leads the NHL in goaltenders. His uh, goals against average is 1.68. They played the Rangers. I just watched that game tonight. Um, He almost got a shutout. Um, The guy's on fire, and that's what the Predators ran into. We know that they can't – they struggle to score sometimes. Um, They obviously (laughs) struggled really bad against Toronto. And when you're going up against a, a hot goaltender, it just makes it ten times worse. And that's exactly what happened. And that really bad against wow. yeah. Penalties. And when you're going up against a, a hot goaltender, it just makes it ten Very times worse. Very good point. Worse. And that's oh, exactly I what happened. I I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so, oh, you're. <laughs> I did it. I did it too. So yeah, that and the penalties, <laughs> and then the 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 really bad thing was they had to spend a lot of time defending the net. Um, Toronto kept the puck a really large amount of time and that's just no good for the predators. Yeah. I totally agree. And Rich, the reason why I wanted you to hear yourself is because you're speaking so many truths right now that oh, it awesome. needed to be, re- it needed to be repeated. Sweet. And so uh, full disclosure, everyone, full disclosure, everyone, we, we like to keep, keep an eye on the live chat and sometimes we get caught with uh, what you would call a hot mic in the business. And That's Rich it. did it to me. Rich did it to me a couple episodes right at the beginning of the episode, yes, and so I had to, I had to dish it right back to him. But Rich, yeah. you are speaking some truths right now about that game because the Preds did run into a hot goaltender, and sometimes you try to use that as an excuse. I don't think it's an excuse in this scenario. Uh, no, the maybe. Preds definitely ra- the, the Preds ran into an equally hot team because the Preds they were did. also playing hot going into that game. They were 8-1-1 going into that game in a very hostile environment, a very tough place to play in Toronto. And they still had a chance. They could not get that one goal. And everyone wants to talk about uh, Philip Tomasino, who nearly scored in the opening moments of that game. And that was very much a homecoming game for him. Mm -hmm. And I I think our guy – I think my buddy uh, Boyd, who – you know Boyd. Yep who is a uh, penalty box radio yes. and is a very, very good Preds follow. I hope he's listening tonight. If not, um, he knows he, uh, he, he speaks a lot of good knowledge on Preds Twitter and he's wor- very much worth a follow. If you're not following him, I'll get his Twitter handle here so I can make sure people follow him, but he met, brought, he, he brought up a really good point that I came across on that night, which said uh, if Tomasino scores that goal, does the complexion of that game completely change to the point where maybe the Preds figure out another way to steal some points and win? And I thought that was a very, very good point by Boyd. 
Uh, his Twitter handle is at Boyd underscore 1212. So go follow him. Yeah. yeah penalty. Uh, he's a feature feature writer for Penalty Box Radio, so uh, I wanted to give him credit for that. But uh, yes, I totally agree. It was one of those games where don't lose sleep over it. Um, sometimes you're just going to lose against a really good team. Yeah, um, I think the penalties hurt them. Like I said earlier, um, Toronto has a very like one of the top power play units. Um, Matthew scored the power play goal. Um, that dude's a cheat code, man. He's like watching a video game. Um, it's really fun to watch him play. Um, and that's and that's another thing, too. Uh, the Preds do keep flirting with these penalties. And when you're playing against great teams like the Maple Leafs, you just can't do it. you got to figure out a way not to do it. And it's hard for this team because they are a very – it's a bad combination of you've got a lot of young players out there who are going to mm-hmm. make mistakes – uh, Tomasino got caught with the penalty in that game that uh, was it looked like a frustration penalty where his uh, stick got caught out there. Uh, that was towards the end of the game when the Preds are trying to make their push. Uh, you had about less than seven minutes left in the game, and Phil Tomasino gets tagged for a tripping penalty. I remember it very clearly. Yep. His stick got caught out. He wasn't he wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention. That just that's a rookie mistake, and those gonna things happen. are going to. Those things are going to happen. You're not going to come down hard on Tomasino. It's a learning experience for him. But it was one of those games where the Preds just couldn't get – they couldn't crack through. They were right there the entire game, but it felt like they weren't kind of game. Like, yeah. you know, for the longest time, they're down one to nothing, and it felt like they were down four to nothing. That's how it felt yeah. for me. It did for me, too. Like I said, they Toronto just kept the puck, man. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let go yeah. of the puck, and they just – Saros obviously had another good night, um, but they just couldn't – they couldn't get anything going. They couldn't get any um, turnovers, uh, no breakaways that I remember. There was a couple maybe, but um, just – Very few. Yeah, very, very few, few good score – very few good scoring chances in that game. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, it was one of those games where the high-danger chances were very lopsided. But you look at you look at Toronto Maple Leafs. You look at their roster. I mean, yeah. Outside of Austin Matthews, I mean, you've just got a out, an outstanding team like Nylander, uh, Tavares, uh, Morgan Riley is a really good defenseman. Uh, you've got Wayne Simmons who is doing some good things for them, even though he's a even though he's a veteran. You've got Richie who is a very good player. Mitch Marner, of course. Kerfoot yeah. is a very good depth player. Yeah. They are just a really good stack team, and now they've got a they get they're getting good goaltending from Campbell. So they are they're they're really gunning for another Stanley Cup or trying to get another Stanley Cup and really put to rest all of the jokes that they're catching for being a really bad playoff team. They're they are yeah they haven't uh, missed I a agree. beat. So yeah, it's so a they, very it's a very humbling loss. Let's put it that way. It's a very humbling loss. It is very much so. Um, yeah, Toronto was playing um, the Rangers tonight. Riley scored both of their goals. I mean, they're, they're just scoring all over the place from and the range and the range and that and that's another really good win. I mean, the Rangers are a good team, yeah. so they are. That yeah, absolutely. it's so. the Leafs. The Leafs are definitely for real. It's hum- like I said, it's humbling, and you also have to take this into account. The Preds are playing all these teams for the first time that's in true. in two years, basically. So and. Yeah. So there's not a lot known about these teams. So when you're playing a great, talented team like the Maple Leafs, 
you're you're there's really nothing to go off of other than mm-hmm. let's go in there and try to steal some points here. And you're gonna run into that. And I've already said I love playing these Canadian teams again, but it's oh, also very, you. very challenging when you're playing a team like the Edmonton Oilers or the Toronto Maple Leafs because those teams are just loaded with talent, elite yeah. talent. And the Preds, yeah. as much as we love our Preds, they don't, they aren't loaded with elite talent. And got so one. that's that's kind of what you have with it. There's one elite talent, or two, two elite. Well, I would consider two elite talents. But UC Soros yeah. and Roman Yossi, I'll I'll, right. I'll roll with that. I'll it. roll with that. I'll roll with that. All right. So they're getting it. a break. They're supposed to be playing the Ottawa Senators tonight. The Senators have a COVID nineteen outbreak that's forced them out. The last time I saw, at least until October uh, November twentieth. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Senators are going to be out. And so we'll we'll have to wait and see when that game gets rescheduled. But in the meantime, the Preds, as Rich mentioned, are getting an extra practice out of it. And they got to get ready for the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. Which will be no easy feat, as we know. Uh, the Canadians are struggling, but you know that's all they're always they always play tough. So that's gonna be a very physical game, yep. I'm sure. So. Well, the Canadians just got beat six to nothing to the Penguins tonight, so they're going to be good and angry. Oh yeah, yeah, great. Um, I that's look, amazing. I, <laughs> any given night, you can lose to anyone, but the Montreal Canadiens do not scare me at all. If the Preds beat the Canadians, I, I almost put this law. I almost put this game in the same category as the Coyotes game. Go in there and take care of business. I mean, this this ain't a game. Yeah. You have the extra rest. You just Got your tail beat by the Maple Leafs, a very humbling loss. If, if, if they if they snowball that into a very ugly loss against the Montreal Canadiens, who they should beat, mm-hmm. then we're going to have a reason to be worried. Because I mentioned in the last episode that the last time the Preds started this way, they proceeded to lose their next six games, which was in yeah. uh, 2000, uh, what was that, 2021? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was and it was at this point, this exact point right now. This exact point. So yeah. it can change very quickly. If you if you the Preds can't just completely fall apart just because of one really humbling, tough loss to the Maple Leafs. They gotta take care of business. And I'm not worried about this team doing that. I love this makeup of this team. I mm-hmm. love how this team plays with the chip on their shoulder. And so I'm not worried about them overlooking the Canadians at all. I'm not. Uh, yeah. If they if they play their game, they should win on Saturday and have us feeling good about it again. I hope so. We, this we extra and this extra practice and this extra rest, you know, indirectly should help. Even though you don't like to see games postponed, it should still be a benefit to the Predators if they're getting this extra rest and this extra practice. They're already in Montreal, so that they they didn't have to do the extra travel day. Uh, so it should. They have no excuse to not win that game on Saturday. Yeah. The, the, no, no excuse whatsoever. Yeah, and then after that, um, they've got a three-game homestand take on Anaheim Monday night. So we will they've have had, a live reaction. They've basically had one home game in what the last, the la- almost the last oh. month. Like it feels like the last yeah. month. One, two, three, four, five, six. They played. They. I mean, they played Arizona. They played Arizona on the 13th, and since then, yep. Arizona's the only home game they've had since October 30th. Yeah, so 
Yeah, we'll see what so, happens. Um, they need to get they need to get back home in front of this home crowd. If they take care of business and beat Montreal on Saturday, there is no reason why Bridgestone Arena should not be so loud on Monday against the Anaheim Ducks. There's no Anaheim's reason. Pre- Anaheim's playing pretty good right now. And though, Anaheim's so. playing really good. So suddenly that <laughs> looks like a very tough game. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why that's all the more reason why the, the Bridgestone Arena crowd needs to come locked and loaded and ready to go on Monday for the Preds because they came off this really long stretch of road games. And for the most part, they had delivered the results. They played very well. And so now they need their home crowd to come come, come for them, come for them and, and stand Agreed. behind them. Agreed. 100%. All right. And that, get, that gets us to our next segment. This is episode 81 of Catfish and Ice with Chad Minton. And Rich Howe, we are brought to you by DraftKings, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network has so many great hockey podcasts covering all the different NHL teams, covering other NHL sports as well, including even some minor league podcasts. Mm -hmm. They cover some goalies. They cover all different angles of the hockey podcast. And so go follow them at Hockey Podcast at hockey pod net i'm sorry <laughs> botch that and we are so we are very thrilled and honored to be a part of the network with them oh, so yeah. thank you for that all right let's get our next yeah. segment let's let's go with our team mvp so far as we get closer and closer right. to the quarter mark of the season we are just short of it rich i feel like we are going to agree hands down not even a question on four out of these five picks that I've made. Maybe all, maybe all five, though. You never know. I'm going to go with the ones that I know you're going to agree with me on. If you don't okay. agree on with me on any of these, then you need to cut in quick. <laughs> Let's start with the most obvious one, and we'll work our way down. How about that? Okay, that'll work. Roman Yossi. No question. No question. No, absolutely he, no question. He is playing like not only a nor- – uh, Rich, you wrote a really good article for Predlines.com. Uh, covering Roman Yossi and how he is looking like a Norris Trophy winning defenseman once again this season. Kind of elaborate on that. Tell us what you're seeing from Roman Yossi this season. Yeah, so the year he won the Norris Trophy at this point in the season, he had that was 2019-20. He had 17 points at at the same spot in the season. Um, He's got 16 so far. He'd probably have more tonight if they were going to be playing Ottawa. yeah, he's tied for first place with Adam Fox right now for points for defensemen. So he's just got to keep up that pace. If he can keep that pace up, I think he'll be in a good spot. Um, the Norris really isn't given away just on points. It's given away on uh, the the player's contribution to the team as a whole and their position. So you take Roman Yossi away from the Predators and they would be in a world of hurt. So Yep. And that's why you – know, Yeah. And very, very well said. And that's why I bring up Roman Yossi when I say NHL MVP. Do I think he's going to win the NHL MVP? No, because obviously you have a guy named Connor McDavid out there. And you also have a couple other really outstanding uh, Fords who are always going to win that award, most likely. But I'm just saying he plays like an NHL MVP is my point. Because he is because he is so valuable to the Predators, whereas if you took him off this team, they would be very, very hurt to the point where I don't even think they would 
have a chance at the playoffs. They wouldn't even be able to sniff the playoffs if they did yeah. not have Roman Yossi. Because you think the Preds can't score now and can't generate yeah. offensive chances now. If they didn't have Roman Yossi, oh my gosh, it would be it'd be a mess. So yeah, I agree. He's a very easy player to bring up for MVP right now. Team That's MVP. A good one. Number one. It's a good one. But it's also a very easy choice. Let's get to the yeah. next. I'm going. I'm going most obvious to least obvious here. I'm working yeah. my way down. My next most obvious here is UC Soros, of course, because yeah. he's a goaltender. If anyone didn't know that, if we got any new uh, hockey listeners, we welcome you in. UC Soros is the goaltender of the Nashville Predators, and he's pretty damn good. Latini. And uh, I've got some stats written down here for UC Soros that Rich. They're kind of going to blow your mind a little bit. You ready for this? I am ready. Do you need to strap in? Do you need to buckle yourself into your chair to make sure you don't fall out of it? I'm sitting down. I should be good. We'll see. All right. All right. So I did some digging here. I really I really wanted to figure out, okay, past the normal stats that everyone looks at for goalies, goals against, save percentage, right. I wanted to look in and see how good is he really doing in some different situations. And it, it all checks out that he's having a career type of season so far. Like his best year career seasons so far in his career, he's having right now. And he, I got a really good stat here that's going to back that up. At high danger chances, which UC Soros has faced a lot of them. Tons. UC Soros, his high danger save percentage is at 0.878 which is way above his career average, way above it. I think his career average is like a 0.82 say, uh, high danger save percentage. He has only given up six goals out of 49 high danger chances against. That's that's strong. So that's, you've got – you've literally got you, – you've got goaltenders out there who struggle to stay around 90% save percentage. Yeah. And those are goaltenders who we don't consider good goaltenders in the NHL. But I'm trying to put it in perspective here. Against yeah. very high-quality scoring chances, UC Soros is still performing almost at a level as some of the most mediocre goaltenders in this league. And that's against high-danger chances. Right. Which means that he is doing an outstanding job of keeping the Predators in games that they might not have any business being in. <laughs> Lindsay's on YouTube. She said, he's a goaltender. I feel like he's not a human. He's playing out of his <laughs> mind and being hung That's out true. to dry. That is true. Yeah. He does get hung out to dry. She's right about uh, that. Welcome to the Predators. But that, but that stat, yeah, right? Uh, Pecorine says hello because he was used to that for a while too. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, very good point there, Lindsay. Uh, he does look not human, and he had a really good save. He had some good saves against the Maple Leafs that kept the Predators in that game as well. Yeah, a really, uh, another a really, really good one against Austin Matthews. Yeah, did you or, see, were did they? You uh, that clip? Yeah, they yeah. paid respect to each other. Austin Matthews yeah. was like, "All right, I got to give you credit for that one." Yeah, Austin Matthews has a very hard slap shot, and uh, Soros stopped it like really like cold. And another another really another another stat that really stands out about UC Soros at even strength in even strength scenarios UC Soros has a 94 save percentage which is like that's about as high as you can get yeah. uh, in realistic terms is a right. 94 when you're getting in the 94 range for a save percentage 
you're like reaching like Dominique, Dominique Cassick type levels, yep. like ridiculous, like all time great goaltending type of stuff. So at even strength, Saros is like almost unbreakable yep. when you keep it yep. even strength. When he's going up against the power play, the other team's power play, his save percentage drops down to a 0.85. Mm. So there's where your big drop off is. There's where UC Saros is, is losing, is giving up some goals. And that goes right back to what I've been, har- been really beating the desk on all year is the Preds got to hone back on some of these penalties, hone back on some of that aggression that they like to play with, be a little smarter and more disciplined with your stick. Don't let yep. the emotions get the best of you sometimes. And uh and and you, you they gotta realize they have such a great goaltender who is gonna bail them out on a lot of occasions. Yeah. But when you're going up against elite teams like the Maple Leafs and you're going on the on the on the penalty kill, well, it's not gonna your chances drastically decrease that you're gonna be able to win that game. Yeah. And you have to get up for that game. When you know, you know you're playing somebody like that, and I felt like they didn't get really, really have much uh, energy in that game. I don't know. It was kind of well, weird. The Maple Leafs still only went one out of four on the power play in that True. game, and that's again, and that's again because of UC Soros because he was still really good. But yeah. again, even when you're when you're taking four penalties and you're and you're on the penalty kill that much in a game, it takes away your momentum to be able yeah. to generate scoring chances. It wears your team out. It takes mm-hmm. other players off the ice that you need on the ice because they're not part of the penalty kill. So mm-hmm. it just it really disrupts the momentum of your team and the chemistry of your team when you're yeah. taking that many penalties. So Absolutely. they got to hone that in. They've got to focus on that. But UC Soros, he was an easy choice. So I've got two really easy ones so far, mm-hmm. UC Soros and Rome Yossi. Real quick on Soros, um, when I was looking up the um, top 10 goaltenders, he actually broke the top 10 in the NHL. So he's number 10 right now. So, well, very deserved. Very deserved. And I totally expect him to once again be in that conversation to be a Vesna Trophy nominee. I I think so. I think he'll definitely be in the mix there. All right. I got another one. This one's not as obvious, but it's still pretty obvious. And it's Matt Duchesne. I totally agree. I think that's pretty obvious. He's on it's fire. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious, but I don't think he's most as obvious as the first two. Is my no. Point. I'm, work, I'm working my way down. Yeah. Um, Matt, du- he Matt Duchesne. Really he had a good streak Go going. No, I was just saying he, he had a really good streak going, and unfortunately it ended. So, but. Well, everyone's hot streak ended in Toronto except for UC Soros. Sure did. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You're but, right. um, but, so, uh, but Matt Duchesne, yes. And the biggest difference between Matt Duchesne, a lot of people have cited this and I've noticed it as well. I noticed it pretty early on is he is shooting the puck way more than he has previous, previously in his career. Yep, He's way more that. aggressive, way more aggressive. <clears throat> He is uh, so this season he's averaging just a shade under three shots on goal per game, two point nine three. His career average going into the season was a two point four six, which oh, wow. is a pretty that's a pretty sizable gap in average. Gap. Like so, that's a big spike right there. Is that he's shooting the puck more? And then another big thing is, of course, everyone looks at the goals. He's got nine goals, which puts him on a current pace 
for 46 goals this season. I don't think I I don't think he's going to score 46 goals. I'm going to be totally honest. I think that I think the law of averages is going to come down a little bit and he's not going to do that. But I will say Duchesne does have a very good chance of breaking the single season goal record for the National Predators which is owned by Victor Arvidsson right now. I do think he has a chance to break that. I hope so. He's playing really well, and it's good to see. Um, I mean, he's had spurts in past seasons where he's played like this, but nothing consistent. But now is the point of the season where the consistency needs to continue, and, and we'll see how he does now. He's They're at that – a bunch of the players are at the point where they were, you know, last season or the season – well, not last season. It was horrible, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, this is the, the spot in the season where they they need to start continuing on with the uh, with playing well. So, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Arvidsson has the all time uh, single season record at thirty four goals, which he set in two thousand eighteen nineteen. So a very very young record. Outside of that, Jason Arnett had thirty three goals in two thousand eight two thousand nine. Philip Forsberg also had thirty three goals in two thousand fifteen sixteen. Then after that, I mean, it's like – I mean, these are like really low totals. If you look at other teams oh, yeah. and how many goals are scored and you see how low 34 goals is as the all-time single-season record, it goes to show you how offensively starved this team, this franchise has been for a long time. They've yeah. never been a team that has that elite high-end goal score. That's just never been their thing. And so I think Matt Duchesne has a really, really good chance of breaking that record this year, assuming he can stay healthy and he doesn't miss like a long period of games. Yeah. I think he can break it easily. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. So he, also, another one is his Corsi is way above his career average. He is a 60.3 Corsi right now, wow. which is if you're, in the, if you're in the 60s, you're playing elite level hockey. You sure are. And he is a 60. His career average is a 53.7. Wow. So he is massive. His his possession metrics are really going hand in hand for why he's being so productive. And and so, uh, Duchesne, just keep it up, man. Uh, We're we're cheering for you. Uh, You're doing a great job. Uh, We're not going to lose sight over one game against Toronto where, frankly, the whole team struggled except for UC Soros. Yep. All right, I got one. I got one more player that still is pretty obvious, but after that, it gets you, you, to pick a fifth one. Yeah. You really can throw a lot of players in there, but I've got Mikael Granlund as as oh, the fourth. Obviously, team in I there. think that's another obvious one. Yeah, and I the biggest so. reason why I got Granlund in there is because he is piling up the assist. He's got thirteen assists this season. He of course had the four assist game against uh, St. Louis, yeah. and. He is uh, – I'm going to ask you this question, Rich. All right. It's a loaded question. Where would the Preds be right now if they did not re-sign Granlund at the last second over the offseason? First of all, who would be playing in his place, and would the Preds even be close to being where they're at right now? That kind of goes into this whole team MVP <laughs> discussion here. Because yeah, the, I... the Preds quite literally – Almost did not sign Granlin. It was very close. I mean, um, to the point to the point where even the great Adam Vinian of the Athletic 
said mm -hmm. Granlin would not be returning. And then what was it, an hour or two later, yep. Granlin was signed. And it, th th this isn't throwing shade at Vinian. We were all fooled on that. Oh, yeah, we absolutely all thought that. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know of anybody on the team or a prospect that could play, take his place. It would be um, well. It would be Rocco would be Grimaldi. Tough. I think Rocco Grimaldi would still be very. How, first of all, Rocco Grimaldi doesn't get waived if Grandland is not on this right. team. Probably, maybe, maybe, maybe Rem Pitlick or Rem Pitlick. That's a very. Hey, yeah, that's actually a really. That's <laughs> that might get people a little upset though because we're seeing Rem Pitlick just thrive right now for the Minnesota yeah. Wild. Yeah, he scored Rem a goal tonight. He, he scored a goal tonight. Let's throw love to Rem Pitlick because he had the hat trick. His first three career yep. goals, he scores a hat trick, which is yeah. pretty cool. I would love someone to look up and see if that's ever been done in the NHL, whereas a first a rookie scores his first three goals of his career as a hat trick. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know if there, I wish I knew how to look that up, a quick way to look yep. that up, but I'm sure it's happened probably at some point, but – that's yeah. got to be rare. Very rare for a player to score his first three career goals in a hat trick. Yeah. It's not to derail what we're talking about, but it's kind of crazy to think about the two different styles of coaching between Minnesota and the Predators. Like, Rim Pitlick didn't hardly get any chances to play for the Predators, and then he gets opportunity to play in Minnesota and look at him thrive. So it's like something's weird, but I don't know. Kind very of true. Thing. So. It is a very odd thing. Uh, so, yeah, so Granlund again, going back to Granlund, um, he's got 16 points in 16 games. He's already about to pass his assist total from last season. He had 14 assists in 51 games last year. And wow. he's got thir and he's already got 13 assists this season. So, I mean, oh you, you lump in Duchesne and Granlund together and how much they have improved their game over just one season. Yeah. There's your yeah. major answer right there for why the Preds are outperforming expectations. Absolutely. I because with that. pretty much every preseason analysis said that the only way, the only way the Preds have a shred of hope to make the playoffs is because UC Soros is a Vesna worthy goaltender. That was that was all you saw out there in the preseason predictions yep. from all the major outlets was, okay, basically in a nutshell, the Predators have UC Soros, so they have a fighting chance, but they're still not very good. Yeah, That's what you basically got out of it. Yeah, and well, some, some people even said that they would be not anywhere even in the hunt for like a wild card spot. So Exactly. But and, and and things might change. We don't want it to. We're very early on here. We're, right calling, now, we're calling these early season MVPs. It could very much change. Yep. But right now, to have mm -hmm. the Predators where they're at, Matt Duchesne and Mikel Granlin are absolutely the main, main reasons outside of Soros, of course, where they came out of nowhere to get this team where they're at right now. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's get to number five. I'm going to list three players that are my nominees for number five. Okay. And you can pick which one you would pick out of these three. All right. A game. Yeah, we love games. Mm -hmm. All right. Ryan Johansson, Tanner Janot, mm. or Tommy Novak. Ooh. And before you scoff Ooh. at Tommy Novak. I'm not scoffing at him at all. 
can you imagine if Tommy Novak came into this lineup and completely fell apart and showed that he wasn't ready to play these vital minutes? It would have left John Hines scrambling. It would have left – we didn't know what to expect from Novak when he got that chance. We were like – we knew he was always a really good prospect in Milwaukee, but none of yep. us were really sure that he was ready to make that jump. And he, boy, is he proven that yeah, he is. He's looking good. So it's a really – I had it down to those three, and I know everyone's going to want to say Tanner Janot because he's a fan favorite and all that stuff, but he's cooled off a little bit recently. He did, yeah. I, he's still a very important player to this team, but out of those three, and then, of course, you talk about Ryan Johansson, who, I mean, his point total isn't massive. He's got nine points through uh, 16 games, but I do think he's done a lot of really good things, and he's starting to show people that he's still yeah, very yeah. – very valuable. So I think it's a really tough decision out of those three. If I had to pick, I would probably say Johansson at this point. I totally thought you were going Tanner Janot. No. Um, <clears throat> I like Tanner Janot a lot, and I really am glad to see him get opportunity to play top six minutes. But Johansson seems like he's changed from last season. He looks like more engaged. Um, he's Almost Matt Duchesne. Same as Matt Duchesne, it's, I think I think they both, since they weren't protected in the expansion, they kind of said, "Hey, man, you know what? We're going to be here. We're going to make the best of it, and we're gonna we're gonna show you what we can do." So, yeah, I would say Johansson definitely. Mm. Uh, if I got to pick out of these three, mm. it's tough. I mean, that's tough. It's really tough to pick those out of those three, but I am still going to go with Tanner Janot for now. And the reason yeah. why I say Tanner Janot, but I really had to think about it, is we didn't know if Tanner Janot was going to have the quote-unquote sophomore slump. Oh, yeah. Because he came on last season kind of out of nowhere. No one really – your opposing teams didn't know what to expect out of him. He's His, his story to the NHL is such an inspiring story. Oh, yeah. And – so he kind of took everyone by surprise. So coming into this season, you felt like, okay, let's see if he can actually string this into another season. Because we've seen it in all different sports where a player shoots off like a rocket out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, who is this player? And then they suffer that sophomore slump where teams figure them out. Teams have film on this player. They know, they know how to game plan against them, maybe. Or maybe it was a little bit of luck. Maybe it was a little bit of a fluke. And they kind of like, dare I say, almost what's going on with Rocco Grimaldi. We have to see if he can land mm-hmm. on his feet. But Rocco Grimaldi kind of went that same trajectory where he took off like crazy. Everyone was like, wow, this guy's amazing. And now he's suffering a slump. I was yeah. worried about that happening possibly with Tanner Janot. But David Poyle very wisely protected him in the expansion draft. And instead of protecting his $8 million players, and it was a very, very bold move. And so I was really worried about can Tanner Janot live up to the pressure going into this season? Can he carry it over from last season? And he's cooled off a little bit in the last couple games, but he's still among many of the best rookies in the league right now. So I'm going to slot him in, but I really wanted to put Novak. I really wanted to say Novak because he, he honestly has been a very important piece to this team 
the fact that he's come in as a unexpected rookie and produced yeah. so well and skated so well. He skates so confidently. He does. But, yeah. but I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Tanner Janot. Yeah. On so Novak, yeah, everybody was really uptight when everybody – I mean, everybody was happy for him to get called up, but everybody was not happy that they moved Glass down. They and, at, uh, first, it, it, at first, and now it's looking like a smart one. move. It does. It's paying off, and I think it's it was – Because I'm move. pretty I'm pretty sure if, if the roles were reversed right now and they called up Cody Glass and sent down Tommy Novak, nobody would be happy about that. No, I don't think so either. So it just goes to show you that sometimes they do know way more than we do. Most of the time they do. I say most times, most times, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so it's, yeah. it's looking like a great move. But, I, I, all right, so let me recap the list. Team MVPs so far, early season team MVPs. We've got UC Soros, Roman Yossi, Matt Duchesne, Mikael Granlund, and then we had a bunch of nominees for number five. And Rich went with Ryan Johansson. I went yeah. with Tanner Janot. Our honorable mention is Tommy Novak. Yes, that's a good good list. Definitely. All right. Very fair. Yeah. All right. This is episode 81 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe. We are streaming live on our YouTube channel. If you're listening right now and you've got a YouTube account or if you want to create one, go to our YouTube channel at Catfish Ice Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. We have a giveaway coming up next week. We are going to share the, we will share the full details on it. But we yep. have a giveaway for all of our new subscribers that join after we share the contest. We're yep. going to look it up after tonight's episode. We are going to look up our newest subscribers. If you subscribe to the podcast, you will be thrown into a drawing to win a Colton Sissons signed puck, authenticated, and also a $25 gift card to Nashville Locker Room to get you some Preds gear, to help you get some there new Preds go. gear. I think that's a pretty sweet deal. All you got to do is subscribe to the podcast. We will, to the YouTube channel podcast, we will share the full details of that next week. But go ahead and subscribe to the podcast now on YouTube. We will track it. We know how many subscribers we have right now. We will know who are the new subscribers following this episode. Go do that. You will be in the drawing for a Colton Sissons signed puck. And also a $25 gift card to Nashville Locker Room to get you some yep. new Preds gear. Yes, absolutely. It's a hol- it's even it's a holiday puck, even. So it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yep. We we absolutely. are also presented by DraftKings, and the NHL season is of course underway. And now DraftKings has a really sweet deal for all of our listeners. We are the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NHL and new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game right now to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a clapper, a deflection, however they like the lamp, you win with DraftKings. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed. Because you can do the daily fantasy, just like our Catfish on Ice Fantasy Hockey League right now, where we have to check our teams religiously every day. Checking my fantasy hockey team is like literally like a second job right now. Yeah, because I'm destroyed. Because I'm so petty and I want to win at everything. But so you got DraftKings offers the daily fantasy as well for you. 
if you don't have sports betting in your state right now. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week. One puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Someone will get the puck in the goal. I promise you. Yes. So all you got to do is just use our promo code and you get $100 right there in free bets. There so go. pretty sweet deal if you ask me. We're moving right along here in episode 81 of Catfish on Ice. With Chad Mitten and Rich Howe, we appreciate all of our uh, live stream viewers on our YouTube channel and on Twitter. We can't thank yes. you enough. If you download the podcast every day, we also love you. We can't appreciate you enough. Follow us on all of our social media accounts at Catfish Ice on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, check us out on the YouTube channel. So yes. we still got a couple more things left here for episode 81 of Catfish on Ice. And next up, is we're gonna have some fun here. Oh, yeah. We are going to kind of rant a little bit, I guess I should say, on our favorite NHL goal songs and our most annoying yes. worst goal songs. And we have Rich Howe, the music aficionado of the podcast. Oh, oh gosh, Rich. Rich, at least I know you don't like to brag, but at least tell us about <laughs> your music background. Tell us about uh, kind of what you do with your music. Um, I've played guitar since I was like 13, which is a long time. Um, I play in a band. We, we play, um, like Christian rock music, like blues rock to stuff. It's not your Very typical cool. church music stuff. Um, yeah, we play that play for pretty much anywhere. We usually do it for free. Uh, this past weekend we played a benefit for a friend of ours, uh, whose nephew I think has, uh, some kind of, um, very scary, uh, medical condition going on right now so yeah it's it's fun it's a hobby sometimes it's frustrating but um yeah it's 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 still fun so awesome man get some enjoy that's very life. very very cool music is literally the um i've always said music is really how you get to get to the soul like it's just oh, yeah. it, it really it really speaks to you and we all like different types of music but just uh i respect musicians so much because it's a really it's one of the most pure art forms that uh, you can have. Like, I just, I love music. Music gets us through everything, you know, in life. You know, it's so important to our no, lives. And so, um, Rich, that's awesome. I do not have yeah. any musical talent whatsoever, except oh, for yeah. I am I am really good at karaoke uh, in, oh, certain, well, there you go. in certain states. I have to Did be really ever? like, I have to be in a really <laughs> weird place, but we'll leave it at that. But uh, I, I, I've been known to do some pretty good karaoke. Have you ever done I have friends in low places? Have no. <laughs> no, I've never done that one. Good. But I feel like probably 90% of Nashville residents have. I'm probably in, I think so. probably probably in the it's minority like, on that one. It's like you have to do it to get a driver's license or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, they require that. All right. So let's let, let's get into it here. Let's get right. into our best and worst All right. NHL goal songs. And of course so first have... we're 
If, oh, first, we're a Preds, we're a Preds podcast, and the Preds have they have a little bit of a um, a collaborative goal song here because oh, for yeah. the longest for the longest time, it's always been Tim McGraw. I like yep. it. I love it. It's synonymous yep. with Preds hockey. Anyone who's ever been to a Preds hockey game knows that that's what plays at the very end. Is yeah. I like it. I okay. I'm not singing. I'm not singing. But you know what I mean. Good. I like it. I. And All Tim right, Rich you're, the, like, Rich, you're the musician. You can sing if you want to sing on the podcast. I, I cannot but, uh, sing at all. No, I cannot okay. sing That's one right. bit. So it's ugly. So yeah, it's pretty <laughs> good. It's it's good. So I've I've actually got a good list and a bad list going. Yeah, I've got one too. I've oh, kind of did awesome. my I did mine worst slash most annoying because I think they kind of go hand in hand. Okay, but also real quick going back to the Preds, they now they have the black keys gold on the ceiling. Yes. Which I think that's a good play on words. I think that's a good. Uh, the Black Keys go. are from Nashville. They are very popular here. Everyone yep. loves the Black Keys. They're not just Nashville. Like everyone loves the Black Keys. I think it's catchy. I think it, it it's good. We're taking the Preds out of this because we're biased. Uh, so. I put I put them in one of my lists. Okay. Well, I mean that's fair, but that's all right. I have my right, rank. Go, so go with you want to do the bad. You want to do the bad ones first? Yeah, let's go with the bad ones first. Okay, so I've got five bad ones, so I'll give you number five. Number five. And these don't have anything to do with my love or hate for any of these teams. It's not Fair. not biased at all. So number five, I have the St. Louis Blues. So oh, when yeah. the St. Louis Blues score a goal, their organist plays when the Saints go marching in. Yeah. And then – and then there's some kind of rock song after that. I couldn't figure out so what let, it was. I got, I got a preview right here for it, all right? Okay. Hold on, let me get the sound up. But it, it's yeah, so – I'm right – All right, so Rich, Rich, me and you are on the same page on this one. I also had the Blues written down as oh, uh, one of my worst. And it's not because I can't stand the team. I swear I'm being honest here. No, yeah, this is same. me totally being objective <laughs> based on the song here. But yes, I had the blues written down. The name of the song is called "The Blues Had the Urge" goal song. Oh, so they somebody wrote it for him. Okay. Yeah, and I ha- and I my my notes for this is cheesy and cringy. <laughs> it is a little All cringy. Right, so I'm gonna play it right I'm now. I'm That's annoying right there. I feel like I'm at a circus or something when I hear that. Like, that's yeah, not right. hockey. That no, is not, not hockey inspiring. at all. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that Blues fans actually like that. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. And if they I do, they're, and, and if they do, they are wearing blinders. Because that no, is not that is not a hockey goal song at all. No, so, so that, is, that is definitely on both me and Rich's uh, worst, yeah. most annoying goal songs, and it's all the more perfect that it happens to be the St. Louis Blues. Yep, absolutely. All right, all right. So let next, me, next let, on my list. Or all right, you let's see your... if you agree. Let me okay. let me list one here, and then we'll see okay, if you agree ahead. with. Let's yep. see if you agree with me. So this is a song that I actually used to love. Like I used okay. to like, I used to like love this song. I actually really like this band. They are a really awesome band 
And uh, yeah, they, this, this this team completely ruined that for me. And <laughs> and now I can never hear this song ever again. And I'm going to go ahead and play it first for our right. listeners uh, over the microphone. And then we will discuss. <laughs> Okay, they scored a goal. Oh. Oh, is that... Is that the Chicago Blackhawks? Yes! Is that Chelsea Dagger? It's Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. Yeah, it I've got that as number good, one. It is such a good – I'm not ranking mine. I'm just listing yeah. mine. But it's such a good song. I used to love that song. And then when it became synonymous with the Blackhawks, I can't get it out of my mind now. And so every yeah. time I hear that song on, like, Pandora or on Spotify, I have to instantly turn the song off because I cannot think about anything other than the Blackhawks. So it's just they've ruined that song for me forever. There you go. It's such a it's such a good song, but it's the Blackhawks. Yeah, and it's it's also kind of a weird hockey song too. But it is it does it's kind of yeah it doesn't really make much sense as a hockey song. So I have one. Um, yeah, so this one this song is like a classic song, but the team kind of gyps you out of hearing it. So here's what it is. So the Columbus Blue Jackets, when they score a goal. They play about three seconds of For Those About to Rock by ACDC. Yeah. So you hear the first part of that song, and then they go into some song called The Whip by Loxley's. I don't even know who that is. I've never even heard of them. But it gives you like a tease of that awesome For Those About to Rock, and then like you don't you don't get any more of it at all. Yeah, so that's – I don't like that. And um, That is kind of weird. Um, I've been talking with Lindsay. She's afraid that I was going to say something about the Flames goal song because they play, they play TNT, but I think all the players have like their own goal song, but that did not make the list. So, it all right. not, I, so I, I'm, Lindsay, I'm all right with that. So Lindsay, TNT by the Flames goal song is actually on my great list, my best yeah. list. Because that is so, mine, but that's well, it's so perfect. It's so perfect because you think about it. It's like the Flames. TNT yeah. and it's yeah. ACDC. What's more mm-hmm. hockey and 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 that kind of stuff than, than ACDC? Yeah. And so I yeah. I actually think that's a good one. TNT yeah, by ACDC. We're still looking yeah. at the bad ones here for now. We are. Yeah. Um, so do you have another one? I have a I have a good one here, or one okay. that I think a lot of people are going to agree with, and that is the uh, Boston Bruins. Oh, see, I have that as an honorable mention. Are you serious? I, lo- I love that. I love Kent, that. Kern 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 for, I just I think it's so overplayed and it's just it like is, it's so 90s and it's like you can't come up with something better. Yeah, like it was it was used in a scene, one of my favorite movies, Shaun of the Dead. So like every time I hear that, I think of Shaun of the Dead. So I really I like it. I think it's it's cool. But it's well, I got I gotta throw some credit here to hockeywilderness.com, a, a really good list I found uh yes. ranking <laughs> all of the goal songs. It's a really good article, by the way. This is, is from 20 yeah. it's from 2020, so it's not outdated at all. But uh, they ranked uh the Boston <laughs> Bruins a goal song as number 30, 
out of uh, all the wow. NHL teams. And it's wow. quoted as it's quoted as saying, it's not 1999 anymore. Change your goal song, Bruins. It's a crime wow. against humanity that good vibrations by Marky Mark isn't Boston's goal song yet. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was their goal song, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark? You want to talk about going back in time machine. I would, I would probably not be a fan anymore. Ah, oh, come on. Nah. I couldn't see, handle that. I couldn't handle see, that. If their goal song was Marky Mark, Good Vibrations, I would have them on mm. my good list. <laughs> really? We're, we're, yeah, we're just thinking differently here. Mm. We're, we're totally thinking differently here, but it's okay. All right. So we've uh, so far on our bad list, we've got the Blues with uh, their weird organ goal song that just sounds cheesy and cringy. I've got the Blackhawks for Telly's Chelsea Dagger, not because the song's not good, but because it's the Blackhawks, it doesn't match hockey, and they've just ruined a song I used to love. You've got the Blue Jackets goal song. Yes, yeah. You said it's just a strange, weird mix. Well, you get, like, the little tease or whatever, but I've got one that I bet you're definitely not going to agree with, and I don't think – I don't think This is a bad one. This is a bad one on here. This, this is, is a bad, bad one list. still. Right. A lot of people are probably going to disagree with this, but right. I'm going to say the the Dallas Stars. Yep. Uh, the song is Puck Off by Pantera. Yeah, I, we're disagreeing again. I cannot stand that at all. And I like that. I like I like heavy music. I, I, I don't know. It's just something about it. All they do is everybody goes, Dallas, Stars. And it's just – So – so, I don't know. If I'm taking out, if I'm making this completely objective here, then yep. I actually have to go on the other side. I have the Stars song written down as one of my best goal songs. That's and, and, here, and, here, and here's why. I've got some arguments around this. Pantera wrote the song for just for that. And that you're talking about one of the best heavy metal bands of all time. I'm not saying they're the best. We're not going to turn into a uh, metal podcast here. But well, I will say they they're definitely one of the they're definitely one of the considered one of the tops. And, to, and they're and they're from that area. They are. They're from the Dallas area. So you've got the ties there. You got the local ties. I think heavy metal ties in with hockey very, very well because of yep. the uh, violence of the sport and the hard hitting and the grunt and the grit and the metal. And I, I find it really cool that they wrote a song for the team as far as scoring a goal. Now, does it get annoying when you're playing against them and you have to hear that song? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to argue. As far as annoying goes, if you're the opposing fan, I'll put it on there as annoying. But I do think being objective, it's a pretty cool song. Also, Pantera is probably in my top five favorite bands of all time. So I'm also also being a little biased here. I'm I'm definitely a metalhead. I grew up in the 90s loving uh, the grunge and loving all that music. So I'm a little biased here as well. But I've actually yeah. got them. It is annoying, though. I'm right there with you when it, it comes annoying. to annoying. Yeah, it's it super annoying. The yeah. whole Dallas Stars, Dallas Stars. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my roommate Clayton, who's been on the podcast, uh, bring him up all the time. Uh, he like, we'll be watching, we'll be watching a Stars game on the TV or even out like somewhere watching it, and he like yells it in public. 
Oh, like, there you go. The, the song and it's and like people look at him like he's crazy because he is crazy. But yeah. people look people look at him like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, he's so crazy. He's so diehard Dallas Stars. Yeah. And, and, and judging by your Twitter. Yeah, he's definitely a typical Stars fan. Anybody who would leave that small amount of ketchup oh my in gosh, the bottle yeah. and put he, it in the refrigerator, definitely have to be a Stars he, fan. He he left just enough ketchup in that bottle where when you go to squeeze it, all it's going to do is splatter everywhere. Uh, uh, I was like, that's I bet he up. did that on purpose. He probably did that on purpose. I'm not even a ketchup guy, really, but I just pulled it out of the fridge and saw it. That's and I was, like, I was like, what the hell is this, man? <laughs> that's uh, good. So yeah, now I think, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna talk about the goal song that started got, this whole idea. I've I've got well yeah, but we'll we'll let, we'll say that for last. I've got okay. one. I've got I've got another one that's pretty bad on my list, and it's not because of the band. The band is one of the greats, classic rock bands of all time. I just don't think it fits hockey whatsoever. No, I think I know what you're talking about. Say the Vancouver Canucks have. Van Halen ain't talking about love. Yeah. And I know why. What I in think- the <laughs> what in the hell does that have to do with hockey? It's like a it's like a uh, breakup song type of song, or like a do you know the background I, of that song? I don't know the background. I've heard it a bajillion times. Um, but I don't. But it, you're it, right. I mean, I'm all I'm all for classic rock. I'm always I'm all for 80s hair bands and all that stuff. I love that type of music. But yeah. it just does not fit. It just seems no. really corny to be a hawk. Ain't talking about love as a goal song. I don't know. Well, I think, it's just. I think it's got that. It's got that part in there where it goes, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" And I think the crowd they play that little section, and the crowd goes, "Hey, hey, hey!" There's there's a lot of songs that have that similar style I, where you can get the crowd going, uh, singing a breakup love love song type of song or whatever it is that song's about. Doesn't yeah. fit well with me when it comes to hockey. That's just me. But I I do like Van Halen though. No disrespect yeah, to Van Halen. Obviously. Just yeah. not for hockey. That's just a good they could have picked I mean, if you're gonna go Van Halen and you and you want you have to go Van Halen, why don't you just go with jump? Or Panama or anything. Panama. Yeah, I mean there, there were so many better Van Halen songs you could have picked over yeah. that one. Definitely. All right. Let's get to the good ones. Let's get to our favorite ones. All right. All right. So what inspired this segment is obviously uh, playing the Maple Leafs on Tuesday. And I didn't even know what their goal song was, but all I kept hearing was Hall and Oates, you make my dreams. (laughs) You make my dreams come true. And very, very much like Chelsea Dagger, uh, the Fratellis with the Blackhawks. I will now forever hear that song and think about the Maple Leafs. Yeah. And their goal horns annoying. Yeah. Well, it was just like, and I even read in a lot of different places about their goal song. And the reason why they have that goal song is because they know it's very annoying for the opposing fan. And for that, and for that, guess what, Maple Leafs, you did a really good job. I got to give you credit for that. Actually, it is is super annoying. It is very super annoying. That's cool, though. (laughs) I mean, wow. Good job there. And it does. I mean, it is a very upbeat, fun song. So, like, if you're a Maple Leafs fan and you're at the game and you're having fun and you're with your friends and family and you're enjoying yourself and you're cheering for the Maple Leafs and they're having a really good night scoring goals, then I can see where that song would be fun. But as an opposing opposing fan, it made me want to pull what little hair I have left out. It's also, like, 40 years old. (laughs) 
right? It's very old. So, uh, I don't know, man. That's what inspired this segment tonight because we don't have a game to react to. Is that song was annoying That's the hell out of me on Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely. Let's get all right. Let's get to our good ones here. Let's get to our good ones. Yeah. All right. All right. So you, you have, go, Rich. I'll go with. I have mine ranked, but I'll go number five. So number five, Pittsburgh Penguins jump around House of Pain. That's on my list as well. You, you, you gotta love. I mean, that song has been around forever. It's been used forever. It doesn't matter. It never classic. gets old. It's, it's and I, yeah. I, I hate that it's the Penguins because I can't stand the Penguins, but that goes to show <laughs> you right there that we're being objective here and it has yeah. nothing to do with the teams themselves. You yeah. can never they, – they better never change that song ever again for their goal song. Like that would that will stand the test of time yeah. forever. If the Penguins are still if the Penguins are still an NHL team in a hundred years, that better still be their goal song. Yep, absolutely, I agree. All right, what all right. So I, I, my, my next one here is uh, we're going to throw some love for a team that really doesn't get love anymore. All right, I'm going to play it right here. Okay. All right. That is. <laughs> that is a good one. So we have another Black Keys sighting on, yep. on the list here. So we've got the Arizona Coyotes who go with the Black Keys howling for you, which is how perfect is that for oh, a collaboration? Written, written, and right, what, really, what really sets apart the goal song for me where I'm like, this is a really good goal song here is the coyote actually howling in the background as the song is going on. The Black (laughs) Keys have like so many good songs that are so catchy. Oh yeah. Just like you can't help you can't help but like nod your head during Black Keys songs. And so Mm -hmm. we've got Gold on the Ceiling for the Preds, which I also like and is a very good song. But the Coyotes, they did a really good job getting that song. And they got the coyote howling in the background. They might be historically the worst team we've ever seen this season, but they got a re- <laughs> but they got a really good goal song, so I'll give them that. They do, they do. That is good. It fits them perfect. So, so number four on my list is um, the Buffalo Sabers. Let me clear my throat by DJ Cool. Classic rap song. Um, yeah, it's got a good beat. Uh, everything about it is really good. So that's that's. Uh, that's a good song. I like that. It's classic. Yeah, I so I you think know, it's you okay. Know the song, right? Oh yeah, you of course I know the song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. I can, I can, I can live with that. Yeah. All right, so we we've got a we've got another classic song here that I think is just perfect, and it never gets old. It's simple, but it's effective, and it's also for another team that's not really that good. And struggles a lot. They've had a lot of really tough times recently, but guess what? They still have a really good goal song. And that is the Ottawa Senators with Song 2 by Blur. Yes. Woohoo. I have that on. I mean, list. does that song, I mean, that's another one of those uh, classic sports songs where yep. someone better have that as their goal song. Like, that's yeah. got to be like, if the Senators didn't have that as their goal song, someone else would take it. Like, yeah. it's the perfect goal song. It instantly gets everyone jumping up and down. You can't help but jump up and down 
uh, when you hear that song. And if you're cheering for your home team and they score a goal and that's the song they play, then then uh, you can't help but get excited. So uh, Ottawa Senators song two uh, by Blur. I'm pretty sure that's a one hit wonder, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've, only... I've never. I've never really looked them up. That'd be really interesting to look that up. But yeah, so uh, I actually didn't know that the song was called Song Two. Yeah, that's the real to, name of the song. To it and and I remember as soon as I heard the woohoo part, I knew what it was. So, so now I guess we got to figure out what Song One is. I don't know, but um, yeah. <laughs> All right, and so oh, I've man. already, I already, I already said earlier that uh, the Calgary Flames with TNT. Uh, by ACDC is on my list. So I got them. I've got, I also had Puck Off by the Stars. I had them on my list. And I also had House of Pain jump around by the Penguins. I got one more left on my list. Do you have another one on your list, Rich? Well, I have, I had the Predators at number two. That song fits the, the Tim McGraw song. I mean, it's perfect on, for the market. Well, it's perfect. But now for, they, but it, it used to just be Tim McGraw, but now they did now the Gold on the Ceiling. The, yeah. And then and then it kind of like switches to Tim McGraw, like it's like a collaboration type of thing. Now yeah. they do both that's of them. Part. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I've got one more, and I'm gonna, I'm interested to see what your number one is because I I have a feeling they might be the same. I don't let's know. See, let's let's hear it. You, you go ahead. You do yours. You say yours. Well, it's a, it's it's got to be the newest team in the league. It's got to be the <laughs> Seattle Kraken with Nirvana, <laughs> lithium. lithium. How yes, perfect sir. is that? So. Rich, do you remember going over the season? Uh, we were talking about – we were making jokes about how the Seattle Kraken could be the grunge team. Oh, you yes. got all the grunge music that goes on in the Pacific Northwest. They're known for that yep. and uh, and all that good stuff. And so it's like, how perfect is Nirvana uh, Lithium for your goal song? I mean, you can't make yeah. it more perfect than that. And so uh, that was an easy choice for me, especially considering, Definitely. like I said, I'm a big grunge music fan. I grew up listening to grunge music. So – Nirvana yeah, is Nirvana is right up there for me as far as one of my favorite bands of all time. So well yeah. done, Seattle Kraken, for picking that yeah. one. I actually remember when Nirvana like came onto the music scene or whatever, and people were just like shell shocked because they'd never heard anything like that ever. It was amazing. Good, yeah. it was a great time to be a music fan. Very, very true. Yeah. So uh, good job there. Way to fit in with what you're trying to do uh, for the Seattle Kraken. I, I can easily pick that as an easy top goal song. So that was our top best goal songs and worst goal songs. Please tell us if you're listening right now or watching on YouTube, what are your favorite goal songs? What are your most annoying NHL goal songs? Share with us. We'll share it on the podcast as we wrap up episode 81, or you can let us know on social media at catfish ice on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff yeah. as we Lindsay, get into our final segment. Lindsay agrees about the Leafs goal song. She put the the little smiley face throwing up. So, <laughs> well, she's she also a flame. Like uh, she's also a Flames fan, so I'm pretty sure she sure. doesn't like anything associated with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, but uh, I think I think whatever team you like in Canada, you automatically have to hate all the other ones. That's well, what it seems like anyway. Well, 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 definitely, definitely so the Toronto Maple she, Leafs. Yeah. I know well, since she's a Flames fan, she definitely she said it multiple times. She hates Edmonton. Well, that's the that's the Battle of Alberta. It's so. a huge, yeah. So yeah. you know, she, but but a lot. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure a lot of your team fans that are fans of other Canada teams cannot stand Toronto either because they're kind of like the uh, New York Yankees. Like a lot of people yeah. hate the New York Yankees. 
it's for the same reason. They're like kind of mm-hmm. like the uh, coveted franchise of of, yeah. of Canada. Them and the Montreal Canadiens, and so yeah, um, yeah, they got that. We're original six teams going on, so we're gonna we're gonna ride that out for as long as we can. Even though the Leafs haven't won a cup since 1967, I believe. <laughs> so well, uh, yeah. We we don't yeah. we don't really have room to talk right now coming off a of Tuesday, but <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're good, but we don't need any Maple Leafs fans coming in here and uh, oh, coming gosh. after us. They they got plenty no. of room to talk right now. So man, I, I I checked out when the Predators posted the final score of that game. Maple Leafs fans in droves were just like. I'm sure they Riding did. Them. Oh my gosh, it was it was horrible. Like, well, Maple so Leafs fan, Maple Leafs fans are super salty these days because yeah. they have yeah. they have been the butt of the joke for so long because they yeah. keep they keep wet in the bed when they get to the playoffs, despite yeah. having such a great roster. And so they're yeah. salty, very salty yeah. fan base. I would be too. All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get to our final segment. This is episode 81 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe. It's time for our battle for the Central Week 5 Power Rankings. Week 5. We are ready for it, and I'm pretty sure we are going to work our way from the bottom and work our way back to the top like we always do. And, of course, the poor Arizona Coyotes are probably still number 8 on both of our lists, right? They are. Yeah, I wrote – Still UG, like what well, last Still week. Still UG. You could probably do, hey Rich, you could probably just copy and paste that for the rest of the season. You'll be fine. Yeah. But don't even, <laughs> don't even bother. Beat, they did beat St. Louis. <laughs> what? All know. right, we're gonna save this for as we go further in the <laughs> rankings here. But what have I been telling you, Rich, for the past two or three weeks about St. Louis? Well, you'll find. Okay, we'll get to it. Yep, I agree. We'll get to it. All right, but I, I did. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. But still. Be that as it may, even after that win, the Coyotes are still two two wins, 13 losses, one overtime loss for five points on the season, a negative 36 goal differential, and they are seven points behind the next team in the division. So Scorched earth. There's a very, very good chance they're going to be considered one of the worst teams in NHL history if they don't dramatically change something. And before we move on real quick, I got to share, I read a really interesting article today from, let's see. I got to figure out what website this was. Before I get to that, go with your next ranking and then I'll share because I want to give proper so, credit. Yeah, number number seven, um, I have actually Dallas. Um I know that's a little shocking putting them under uh, below Chicago, uh, it, but it's not shocking to me because that's where I had uh, Dallas last week. Yeah, they have they've they've got two two wins, two straight wins, but man, they just it seems like they're on a downward spiral. So um, that's where I have them this week. Um, I had them at fifth I, last week. So I also have Dallas at number seven right now. Oh, wow. I had it. I had it. I had him at seven last week. They are six, six and two on the season. They're having coaching problems with Rich with uh, Rick Bonus. A lot yeah. of people want him to get fired. I don't know how he's going to survive the full season as head coach unless they somehow out of nowhere just change something. They struggle to score. They're very much like the Preds in the way that they can't figure out ways to score goals. Yeah. Other. The big difference is the Dallas Stars do not have 
a goaltender in net like UC Soros to um, overcome their scoring issues. That's the biggest difference between the Stars and the Predators that I see right now. And so I got them at number seven, just like I did last week. Also, okay, let me get back to this uh, Coyotes uh, quote that I wanted to share. So this is from MarkerZone.com, which I've never come across their stuff before. So that's why I wanted to go back and give credit to this. But uh, uh, Coyotes GM Bill Armstrong on why the organization tore it down to the studs is the headline. And the reason why I wanted to share this on the episode tonight is because what he's talking about is what a lot of people wanted David Poyle to do over the offseason. Yep. And do you really uh, want this? Would you really want this to be happening to the Predators right now? Because this is what the Coyotes uh, GM was quoted as saying in this article. Let me share these quotes here. He says, quote, it's easy to look at the standings and say the Coyotes, uh, the Coyotes, they suck. You know, there is a thought process here. We really deliberated hard as an organization about what we were going to do. We could have just reloaded and gone at it and made the playoffs once every four years. If lucky, if lucky, get by a first round, but most times get beat out. We had the conversation. We want to be great here. We want to take the chance to be great. And the reason why when I read that quote, I was like, wow. That's a lot of what the Preds fans have been saying for years is, yeah, we can make the playoffs every year, but what does it all mean? We're just going to get bounced in the first round anyway. It's time to rebuild. It's time to uh, tear it all down. Well, that's what the Coyotes are doing right now. <coughs> would, Pre- would, would Preds fans really be okay with being as bad as the Coyotes are right now if it meant rebuilding? When, when um, in the off season, people might have said they were going to be okay with that, but I promise you, no one would be okay with that. No, I, exactly. You, you're on Preds Twitter and you're on Preds Facebook. I, I, I promise you, no one would like that. It would be horrible. It would well, be and, really bad. And not to mention that, but you can't say that the Preds partially rebuilt because they did yeah. trade away Ryan Ellis and they did trade away Victor Arvidsson. And they mm-hmm. are bringing in a lot of younger players <laughs> who are playing vital minutes. So we're kind of getting the best of both worlds here. We're getting a very competitive team who does have a chance to do something special this year. Yeah. But they are still kind of rebuilding, which is kind of what I guess David Poyle meant at the time when he said competitive rebuild. Yeah. And plus, plus like, I don't think Roman Yossi would have been okay with that either. So – and mm-hmm. Phil Forsberg wouldn't have been okay with it either. Phil Forsberg, yeah, definitely not. And Soros probably would have wanted to go somewhere else. So yeah, it would have been. So that that is that just gives you a window into what the Coyotes are doing right now in their thought process and what it could have been with the uh, Preds if they would have decided to go that way. Just yep. perspective. Yep, I agree. All right, so let's get I to agree. our next ranking here. Number six, I think we're both going to agree it's still the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. Um, they're actually on a four-game win streak, so they may have straightened they're, themselves out. Hey, they're, they're, they're starting to figure some things out right now. They, I really hope that they don't start pushing the Predators for another spot in the standings because, you know, even though we all agree that was a really bad game from the Preds, Blackhawks beat them. Yep, they did. Yep. And overtime, as much as we hate to say that. But, yeah, the, the Blackhawks here, they've won – 
three games in a row, actually. No, four. Yeah, four. They beat the yeah, Kraken, yeah. the the Kraken, the Coyotes, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Preds. They started this four-game winning streak yep. with a win over the Preds. Not the most impressive. No. Four straight wins. I mean, Pittsburgh's not what they used to be. Arizona, we know Arizona. Seattle is really, really tanking right now. Seattle is not looking like the uh, expansion team darling that the Vegas Golden Knights were. I think think their fans are already mad at their coach, too. But still, the Blackhawks are definitely showing progress. Can't take that away from them. Uh, So we got them at number six. Number five, I've got the St. Louis Blues. Oh, I have Colorado. You will not give Colorado any credit. You refuse. Hey, they got more bad news today or the other day. JT Confer is out for a month. Th- that team um, cannot catch a break when it comes they to injuries. They, they're, they're on a three-game win streak. I looked this up today. But two of those wins were against the Canucks. So okay. there you All go. Right. Um, Fair yeah, I mean, Yeah, I mean, I, I think once they straighten – we've said it before. Once they straighten out, I think they'll be fine, but – just not ready to. Well, on. I got the Blues at number five. They did. They are beating the San Jose Sharks four to one tonight. But I am not going to take the Blues seriously for a long time because guess what? They just snapped. They will snap a four-game losing streak tonight. And in those four games, they lost to the Arizona Coyotes. I wrote that note down as well. Is it four and games? I'm, okay. They lost. They they okay. lost four. Well, really, they lost four of their last five coming into tonight. Okay, because they yeah. all they also lost to the Anaheim Ducks four to one in that yeah. stretch of five games. They <laughs> lost to the LA Kings three to two. Yeah, uh, if they win tonight, it will be their second win this month against the San Jose Sharks. So, I mean, they're just not impressive to me. They're not impressive at all. I think they're frauds. Yeah, they will be. I could see them battling with the Preds for that yeah. wild card spot. Yep, they're in fourth on my list. So, um, which means I've get, got I've yeah. moved the Predators up to number four on my list. Go ahead. Oh, number four I have is St. Louis. So, um, yeah, number five Colorado, four St. Louis. So, and you've got Predators at number four. I got I got the Preds at number four. Yeah, I've got them. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't really penalize them at all for losing to the Maple Leafs. I just think they ran into a better team in a bad situation, and it's not like they got ran out of the building at all. They had a chance there, despite not really playing a great game, and uh, they just got beat. They got beat by a team that's probably better than them on paper, and so yep. I didn't penalize them or drop them at all. Uh, they're nine six and one with nineteen points, and they've got a plus two goal differential. And so they're uh, they're at number four, but I can't put them in that elite status yet for the for the division. All right. So that means number, my number, number three? my number three is Minnesota. Yeah, that's my mine too. <laughs> I bumped Minnesota back up a little bit. I think I dropped into fifth last week. If my if I if I'm correct, I don't know if you wrote that down. I didn't. I don't have it in front of me. Pretty sure I harshly came down on the Minnesota Wild last week. And you yeah. were even like completely shocked. You were like, "Wow, like what's wrong with you? Like why do you hate the Wild so much?" Yeah. I was like, "I just don't believe in them." And it, I, I look back on it, and I'm like, "I was a little harsh on them." Yeah. So I, I, I moved them back up to number three, 
which means I got Colorado at number two. Me and you are way off on our, our rankings. You for got Colorado. that right. Because I, I, have, I, um... I think Colorado <laughs> Avalanche, I think the Colorado Avalanche are really about to just start going on a tear. Yeah, I agree. And once they do, then that's when I'll give them their props. But yeah, I just Fair enough. can't move them up yet. So yeah, despite, two. <laughs> go ahead. Just, I'm just saying, despite all the injuries they've dealt with, they're still hanging around and they're still right there in the thick of things. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty impressive. And so I, that just tells me that once they get to full strength, they're not going to be, they're going to be really hard to beat. Like, which is what we all predicted going into the right. season. Yeah. So I actually have um, Nashville at number two. Whoa. That's a, yeah. I had them at four last week. Um, you are starting to come around on our Nashville there. Predators. They are only two points out of first place and take away the, the Toronto, whatever happened there, running into a good goaltender. They've got a lot of momentum going. All the stars, we've, we talked about it, the MVPs, all those guys that we mentioned, they're all playing really well. And I think, you know, until they prove otherwise and start dropping back down, I think they're, they're on a good trajectory at the moment. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what well, happens. you know what? For your ranking to really ring true and for it to really have some uh, validity to it, they better yeah. beat the Canadians on Saturday. They That's all I'm saying. Because if they don't, they're going to go back down. Yeah, that ranking – yeah, you better drop them like a rock if they lose to Montreal on Saturday. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. So that means we are in agreement with our number one team, and it's the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. Three-game win streak. Sitting atop they the center. Are- they're coming around. I mean, and I, I'm pretty sure my preseason rankings, I had the Winnipeg Jets at number two. So they are uh, – they're rounding into form just like we expected here. And uh, they're, they, yep. they they definitely took the Preds for a ride, beating them six to four already. And they've got a, a very impressive roster, including Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor is up there with some of the best point scorers in the league right now. So they're going to be just very, very difficult to beat. So I, yeah. it's going to be really hard to take them out. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. Maybe the Predator if they if they drop a game and <laughs> Predators beat the Canadians and they might be tied for first place. Who knows? We'll see what happens. And then very very take, true. So let's let's Yeah, Minnesota. What were you going to say? I was just going to say Minnesota would have to tank something too, but we'll see what happens. It's really going to be. Yeah. I feel like it. I feel like it's really going to come down to three teams to win the division. It's going to be Winnipeg, Colorado, and Minnesota, and then Nashville, St. Louis, and maybe Dallas if they can figure some <laughs> things out. Are going to kind of battle for the fourth spot. Is kind of how I see it going. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's going to be. I think. Yeah, Nashville's up there at the moment, but I think. They'll, they'll, they're, they're, they'll run into some, some what the Preds really shown us what the Preds have really shown us is that they are definitely in the mix to be right there in yeah. in uh in, in the factor for a wild card which is I mean in a season that was as a rebuild of sorts to see them still yeah. competing is pretty nice to see but there's plenty of time for that to go south so let's just hope that doesn't yeah. happen that yeah. that's our week five battle for the central power rankings. Uh, we both got the Winnipeg Jets at number one this week. I've got the Preds at number four. Rich has got the Preds at number two. I'm not ready to get yeah. that far on it yet. I'm not ready to get that far, but I'm we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Rich is going almost all in. You didn't put him at number almost one, so. Oh, 
I would never do that. Not at this point. You would never. All right. So the Preds, they got they got some after they get past Montreal. They've got a pretty interesting schedule coming up after that because they finally come back home for three games in a row next week. This is what you got in store for you next week as we have yep. episodes 82 and 83 coming to you. We got the Anaheim Ducks on Monday. We will give you live game reaction for that. Yep. That's going to be a really tough game. Suddenly the Anaheim Ducks like a legit team. They so are. we will they might be the most surprise they might be the most surprising team in the league. I think they are. So that's going to be a really tough game. You got the Vegas Gold Knights on Wednesday, and then you got the New Jersey Devils on Friday. That will be a back-to-back before they go out to Colorado for the first time to face the Avalanche. So you got oh, yeah. a four ga- you got four games in seven days coming up next week. So I hope the Preds are enjoying this little break, getting some extra practice, getting some extra energy, because next week is going to be a very, very interesting week to see how the Preds are against some really, really good teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting. They close out the month in uh, of November and uh, at home against uh, Columbus. So that might not be. Nope. Yep. So. Oh. All right. So this has been episode eighty-one of Catfish on Ice. We appreciate everyone listening on our podcast platforms. We appreciate you watching on our YouTube channel. Go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Catfish Ice. This has been Chad Mitt with Rich Howe. Hope everyone was in standing weekend uh, as you're bringing in the winter temperatures and we're getting further and further into this hockey season as the Preds are giving us a reason to be interested and giving us a reason to think maybe, just maybe, they have a chance to surprise all of us. So again, yep, so everyone have a great weekend. We will see you next week on Monday for episode 82. Until then, everyone stay safe and take care of one another.